the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. You guys know I don't do the name calling, um, but um, I um, I know somebody that does do name calling, and let's just hear what he had to say. Uh, but this is a very dishonest man. This is a man that's been overturned already on this case four times. But a crooked New York state judge just ruled that I have to pay a fine of $355 million for having built the perfect company. Uh, great cash, great buildings, great everything. It affects New York. It's mostly talking about New York, where we have a totally corrupt attorney general. She campaigned on the fact that I will get Trump, I will get Trump. Everybody's seen it. Letitia James, they've all seen it. Well, we'll be appealing. But more important than that, this is Russia. This is China. This is the same game. All comes out of the DOJ. It all comes out of Biden. It's a witch hunt against his political opponent the likes of which our country has never seen before. You see it in third world countries, banana republics, but you don't see it here. So I just want to say this. You build a great company. There was no fraud. The banks all got their money, 100%. They love Trump. They testified that Trump is great, great customer, one of our best customers. They testified beautifully. And the judge knows that. He's just a corrupt person. And we knew that from the beginning. We knew it right from the beginning because he wouldn't give it to the commercial division. This judge thought Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million and it's worth anywhere from 50 to 100 times that amount. So we realized that. He ruled against me before he even got the case. He ruled against me. He said I was guilty. He didn't know what I was guilty of before he even got the case. And Letitia James, that's another case altogether. She's a horribly corrupt attorney general and it's all having to do with election interference. There were no victims because the banks made a lot of money. They made $100 million. And by the way, I paid approximately $300 million in taxes as the migrants come in and they take over New York. I paid over this period of years over $300 million in taxes. 
and they want me out. Oh, let's see if we can get them out. These are radical left Democrats. They're lunatics. And it's election interfering. So I just want to thank you for being here. Uh, we'll appeal. We'll be successful, I think, because, frankly, if we're not successful, New York State is gone. People are moving out of New York State. And because of this, they're going to move out at a much faster rate. They used a statute. It's a consumer fraud statute that's never been used for a thing like this before. They used it on me because I'm running for president. I'm beating Biden by a lot. We're beating not only the Republicans, we're beating Biden by a lot. The poll came out today. We're up 20 points on Biden. If I weren't running, none of this stuff would have ever happened. None of these lawsuits would have ever happened. Nothing would. I would have had a nice life. But I enjoy this life for a different reason. We're going to make America great again. These are corrupt people. These are people that shouldn't be allowed to do the things they do. And they're using this as weaponization against a political opponent who's up a lot in the polls and always will be because I'm competing with a man who can't put two sentences together, who doesn't know what he's doing. And we're heading into a third world war because of this guy. We have to win this election. They're doing everything possible to step in a way, but we're not going to stand for it. So thank you very much. We will get back to work. Uh, it's a ridiculous. I wanted to I wanted to play all of Trump's um, audio for a reason. I can't I don't hear myself again. Pistol Pete. I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm just going to continue to. And I hear people saying that they don't have sound on YouTube um, and things of that nature, but that's OK. We're going to continue to keep moving. Uh, I want to know. Who's the victim? Where does all of this money that Letitia James so gleefully sounded? We're going to play her audio, too, and how she sounded and what she had to say about this ruling. But if there's no victim, who's getting this money? And, and, and to join me to, this, to discuss this is that, that he looks like the Wolverine today, the troublemaker, Verlon Galloway. <laughs> Verlon? Well, the money goes to the state. Mm. How? So, that's just no, no, no. There has to be a victim. No, uh, under New York law, there there doesn't have to be a victim. The state can bring charges, so the money goes to the state. It's highway robbery, okay? But it's one thing I can say for Letitia James: she kept her promise. She kept her promise, no matter how wrong it was. She kept her promise. They want to cripple this president. They want to. They want to break this president. But I have a question, and my and my question to everybody is. Since this is a money crime, or as far as she's concerned, it's a money crime and it's all about money. Can the federal Supreme Court pick this up from the state? That's well, what it's a state charge, right? It's a state charge, but it's about money and corruption and banks. Are, banks are federal. So yeah. can the can the Supreme Court take this from the state? Mike, what do you think? Money, Mike Alfaro joins the studio again. Yeah, well, here's the deal. Um, are you what you're to your what you were saying was she kept her word in prosecuting a crime that was not even really a crime. Well, there was no, no crime victim. at the point. There's no victim, right. right? But here's the deal: if you're if you're saying good on her for keeping her I, oath to to office, or but, but maybe there's a group of people that truly believe that. Here's where I here's what I think about this whole thing, and I work on President Trump's uh, Patriot Legal Defense yeah. Fund team as his uh, finance manager. My argument in all this is what's happening to President Trump right now yeah. happens to every single inner city kid when the law enforcement yeah. wants you locked up and they want to press crime against you and they're going to attack on everything and everything that's unconstitutional. They're going to do unconstitutional search 
you know, search and seizures uh, when they pull you over the car. And then when they want you out of their neighborhood, they're going to put the government against you. And I think what's missing here is the connection with if that what's happening to President Trump happens to minorities. I'm Hispanic. That's why they're coming out for him, right? Right. And, 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 and there ha- it happens to minorities every day in our mm-hmm. inner cities is that when the government don't like you and they don't want you to exist, they're going to take you out. I agree with you. I agree with you. Wait, 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 Vilan, Vilan, you got a new nickname. What's that? (laughs) What's that? Oh, Robert, 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 you something else. The Velvet Wolverine. Oh, okay, I like that. (laughs) Not good on her. I said said what she said was wrong. I mean, I said what she did was wrong. Not good on her, but I'm just pointing out the reality that the state can't bring charges. Like right now, I'm selling my home, right? The state says the value is this. The appraisal is this. Doesn't mean it's that. It's but, what I think it is and what I want to sell it for. And I've had investors say, no, I believe it's worth worth yep. this. But, but guess what happens? The bank then in turns or whoever's buying it will then get their own appraisal yep. appraiser to determine if what you're saying that value is, is the value. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. And if they yeah. agree yeah. and if the bank agrees and pays you and you paid the bank back, you weren't delinquent or anything. This is just all. That's all, why I said there's no head. victim. That's why. The, that's why yeah. I said there's no. Listen, I've 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 flipped real estate. I've, I've I've sold a lot of real estate in my life, uh, especially when I was like really booming and making a lot of money in real estate. Uh, this is what happened when I went out. I saw a property, a blighted property. I went and did my own, uh, got my own appraiser to go out there and appraise it. And then guess what happened? The person who sold me showed me that what they appraised, what their appraised value was. Now it was up to me to determine if I wanted to buy that property. Right. And yes. then it was up to the bank if they wanted to give me the money right, to purchase. What the she's doing is she's saying that he overinflated it. But if you if anybody has any common sense, you can look at Mar Mar Largo and say, oh, man, that's worth every bit of Eight, what no, he's it's saying. Worth 18 million. Vaughn. That's what she said. It's, it's worth look, look, like 500 million let at me, least. Let me put in perspective of something here real quick. If you want a dinner with President Trump roundtable, uh-huh. just a fundraiser, it's costing you $100,000 at a seat at the table. $100,000. That's just for a oh dinner. My good Lord. And they want to say that this property is worth millions. $18 million. Oh, Guys, give us a call. 312-642-5600. Join us in the discussion. What happened to Trump was a travesty. Do you agree with that or not? Cream, Robert, hold the line. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. There is no McDonald's here. <laughs> uh, y- y'all making me want to change the subject real quick because now y'all, you know, as we, you, I'm telling you guys, radio breaks are some of the best radio. Um, I w- We were talking about police and, you know, they say they're going to jump on me. They're going to double team and tag me, tag team me. But I want y'all to hear, hear this Directly from a brother. Yeah, Phil from Blue Island. All those that crap you've been talking and all these texts you and I have been going back and forth on. But I want to hear this a brother. I believe his name is Roland Fryer Jr. Uh, he was fired from his job because of this report that, you know, what we were just discussing, you know, racial bias and all that type of stuff. Listen to what this black man has to say. I collected a lot of data. We collected millions of observations on uh, everyday use of force that wasn't lethal. We collected thousands of observations on lethal force. And, and it, it was in this moment, 2016, that I realized people lose their minds when they don't like the result. So what my paper showed, you'll see tomorrow, uh, like some of you, uh, was that, yes, we saw some bias in the low-level uses of force, everyday pushing up against cars and things like that. 
people seem to like that result. But we didn't find any um, uh, racial bias in police shootings. Now, that was really surprising to me because oh. I expected to see it. Oh, listen to this. Little fact is Watch this. Watch I had this. eight full-time RAs that it took to do this over nearly a year. He had eight, but watch this. When I found the surprising result, Uh-oh. I hired eight fresh ones and redid it. That mean new people. To make sure. Yeah. They came up with the same exact answer, oh. and I thought it was robust. And then I went to go give it, and my God, all hell broke loose. Of course. It was a 104-page dense academic economics paper with a 150-page appendix, okay? It was posted for four minutes when I got my first email. This is full of <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. And I wrote back, how'd you read it that fast? That's amazing. You are a genius. And I had colleagues take me into to the side and say, don't publish this. Mm. You'll ruin your career. Mm. I said, what are you talking about? I said, what's wrong with it? Do you believe the first part? Yes. Do you believe the second part? Well, it's, oh. the issue is they just don't fit together. See that? We like the first one, but you should publish the, no- the second one another time. I said, let me ask this. If the second part about the police shootings, this is a literal conversation. I said to them, if the second part um, showed bias, do you think I would, should publish it then? And they said, yeah, then it would make sense. And I said, I guarantee you I'll publish it. We'll see what happens. Gentlemen? Well, see, that was just a small part of what we were talking about. We were talking, we but, but I'm going to fit that in. What we were talking about over here was how uh, uneven it is between the prosecutor and the public defender when the public defender has twice as many cases to fight and the prosecutor, they have a lot of cases to fight, but not like a public defender. And the, pro- and the public defender don't have the money to fight these cases. That's why people plead out. And, and uh, the, pro- the public defender should have a chance to cross-examine, not on the stand, but just on their own question Wait, a police officer, which they don't have the power Milan, to you do. Ever, you ever seen the process? And how it goes. I know the process. No, no, no. I've, I've been in the process. I'm a cop. I've, I'm a former cop. I've been in that process. A, a public defender just actually the first time that the public defender see that case, that thing, that folder comes in their hand. That's the first time they're only that they're seeing it. They just simply don't have the time. That's why it's important. That's why the rich get off quickly. No, 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 no. Disagree. Excuse me. Disagree. Excuse me. Disagree. Because listen, it actually depends on. On each office, right? So Mecklenburg County in, in, in North Carolina and Charlotte, they actually have... That's the, a small county, though, right? No, it's a big county. Is it bigger than Cook County? Not a, No. Is it but, more like... But Cook County, county is corrupted county, okay? More like... Okay, let's go, let's go with Kendall <laughs> but, County, but, smaller let, county. But here's the deal, all right? Here's the deal. Um, they actually have a, a, a number of cases that's, that's turned, o- turned over because they're unconstitutional charges. For example, let's say you want to pull someone over, and you pull someone over because of seatbelt ticket. And then next thing you know it, you don't like the guy because of whatever the reason you decided to go ahead and do an unconstitutional search. And then you find there's a concealed weapon. Then they find out that, oh, this guy who's driving the, the car, right, with a concealed, then they charge him for having a, a weapon because they're going to say that he was hiding it from the cop. But what, and they'll start tacking on other charges to force a plea to, to, force a plea to take the Second Amendment out, away from this, this, this man's hands. 
But the thing is, you have to show proof of intent that he was willfully, knowingly, that he was hiding. But concealed the carry is it? How what's the concealed carry process in South Carolina? Because it's different here. You got You got to remember. In, in here, you have to have a card in order to have a concealed carry. Because remember, it's different based upon different true. different states. So here, you have to. If you don't have a card that says you're a concealed carry holder, and you have a gun on you, and you not you don't have a concealed carry, you're gonna go to. You're gonna get arrested for that gun, even in the midst of that traffic stop for them writing you a, a, a no seatbelt ticket. And and actually, seatbelts are the number one re- way the cops get into cars. But but but, but you know but, what? Let's circle back to the clip that you played because, uh-huh. I, like I said, it was a small. A small point of the interview of of what we were talking about. The report. I've railed against the report on this show for years because you can put down whatever you want in the report. That needs to be screened and and challenged by oh, the, see, by, by the lawyer. Again. There the you report. go again. You can put whatever in the report. Like you can put whatever in the report. I want to sound like Ronald Reagan. It's nonsense. There you go again. Yeah. No, no, but, but you the, cannot put whatever you want in the report. How many false reports has it been? You, you can't even count how many false oh my reports God, has it been against people. Oh, my God. Okay. Look, Let's go. All right. Hold on. Yeah. Real quick. We have to, what I care as a conservative is put trust back in the due process, meaning there's a first fight. So if you're up a D, against a DA, right, and you're a poor kid and you can't uh, afford a defender, the, the most of the DAs get double to pay the salary and what the public defender right. does. And if you look at, if you're a, if you're a manager at, at McDonald's, you should be making more money than the public defenders. And right. that's why we don't have trust in the Constitution. Again, again, uh, I think a lot, a lot of the times we take Cook County and, and, and make it the model. And in reality, I, I look at my uh, Eric Weiss, who's the state's, uh, Cook County, I mean, uh, Kendall County State's Attorney out in Kendall County. We don't have these type of problems. I look at Anita Alvarez, who was Cook County. You know how many diversion programs Anita Alvarez had to so where that people couldn't get locked up? She didn't want to, she didn't want them to ruin their lives. Go back and look up Anita Alvarez and and Garvin and and and, and um uh, Carol and Brandon and these guys who were out there trying to sh- change Cook County. But guess what? A shooting comes out. Uh, Rahm Emanuel buries it, and guess what happens? Yeah, I know. Anita loses her job because Kim Fox comes in and and completely annihilates us because now we have a George Soros person completely. And this is what's happening all across the country. Uh, but you, I want to go to something. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, let's bring in Henry from New York. What's up, Henry? How you doing? Welcome to Black and Right. Hi, thank you. I just want to say hello to my friend Michael. He's uh, he's a good guy. He's a smart guy. So I want to call in to listen to what he had to say. And you hear us yelling and screaming at each other. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's extremely entertaining. I appreciate it. No, I had a question. I, I did have a question. Uh, one thing, I'm, you know, I realize that with all this crime stuff is that one of the reasons why the crime rates have been going up is well at least what i think is that the number of police uh in different departments across the country is uh we're like we have a police shortage yep so my question is is how do we re- effectively reverse that how do we get more people how do we entice more people to get back out on the streets maybe it actually goes something to what you know michael just said about pay uh i know we're not paying a lot of our police officers enough so i just want to That's know true. what you guys thought and and hear me i'll tell you this uh one of the reasons why crime is is such so high is because we have prosecutors that are um, George Soros funded. We have these these corrupt judges who don't who don't send, send uh, um, hand out um, sentences to make sure that these people are not um, back out on the street in in the Cook County. These people go out and commit a crime, and they're right back on the street. Uh, especially now, with there's no I mean, basically everybody's getting let out of jail now with the Safety Act we we pass here in Illinois. 
So anybody else want to take it real quick? We got a minute. Now I do agree that the police don't get paid enough because when I can make more than the police officer and they starting out at fifty thousand and I'm starting out at more than them, then they don't get paid enough. Yeah. But here's the bigger issue, okay? We have a cultural war right now. Yeah. Against police. So we as Republicans, unfortunately, we do have to leverage uh with the Nancy Pelosi machine and how do we do that? And I think how we go about funding more police officers simply saying Let's fund more resources for the for the public defender's office, and let's also fund more resources for the police officers so they have the tools in which they need. The main goal here is to not necessarily put people in prison and let people out. We should put trust yeah. back in the institutions. Yeah. The Biden yeah. administration yeah. has failed us. They're weaponizing the institutions. They're weaponizing the courts for political gain, and that is what the reason why we're losing America. Thank you, Henry. Thank you so much for calling. That was a great question. Um, guys, I guess, uh, Jim, Robert, Mike, Glenn, hold the line. I promise you, when I get back, we're going to take your calls. And then the troublemaker of the week will be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right with John Anthony. I am Verlon Galloway sitting right next to Money Mike. John had to take a phone call, so we're going to go straight to the phone calls. My boy. Cream Puff Jim, what's up? Brilliant. When is harvest time up in Michigan for apples? I don't know. You know I'm just learning about uh, Michigan, man. I'm, I, I, I better tell you in a few weeks. All right, all right, Brilliant, because the reason is that you might be, the Republicans, I think, might be doing an apple bushels uh, uh, because they run, they run out of money. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about uh, Kansas City, the shooting in Kansas City. Okay. Now, all I can say is, if I get to a shootout with a guy, because I was a pretty good shot when I was a kid. I hit a clay when I was eight years old. But if I had a shootout with a guy, I don't know if I could shoot 21 people in that amount of time. But as far as I, I mean, that is one of the most bizarre shootings. How does 21 people get shot with two guys who are shooting it out? I, I, that, to me, is beyond belief. But we don't know what kind of we-, we don't know what kind of weapons they was using. And we don't know if it's just well, two. Probably what they, what, Missouri has the most lax gun laws in the in the country. Good, for them. Get shot, Good for them for having I know but if you want to get shot if you want to get shot, move to a red state. I mean that's an absolute no, 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 I don't agree with uh, that. Wait, 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 Jim, no, wait, 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 time out. Absolutely. Jim, Jim, you're from Chicago and you make that statement? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, you know what? No, wait, 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 time out, time out, time out. What happened in Kansas City, from what I'm gathering, is that it was they was uh, it wasn't part of the parade. These were thugs, gangbangers shooting at each other. Call it what it is. Shoot, but how do you shoot twenty-one people? But anyway, because Kansas you're City evil. A, evil people kill play, people. I know, but the point. First of all, they wouldn't kill anybody. First of all, if they had a insurance policy on those bullets, an insurance policy in that gun, like a car or something like that, these guns would disappear uh, overnight. Sound just they, like a car. You uh, said if they get hey, sued, hey, if they get sued, if they get sued, they they make sure that they get. We're talking about thugs. Right we're talking about thugs who were there, who probably did, probably were carrying the guns illegally. They don't care, Jim. Well, get that well, in your head. Buy, What's happening in Chicago? Your, these thugs, they don't care. <laughs> Come on, Missouri. The best place you can shot is in Kansas City, Missouri. I'd better take my chance in downtown Chicago to yeah. Kansas City, Missouri. All right, God, take care, Jim. Let's go to Jared Craig from Georgia. Jared, welcome to Black and Right. Really quick, Jared is actually the veterans for Trump uh, t- attorney. Oh, nice. For the grassroots movement from out of Georgia. 
Well, welcome to Black and Right, brother. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be on your show. Uh, I, I wanted to first respond to that last caller. <laughs> um, the, as a Georgian and a proud gun owner myself, um, I'm aware that a bullet can go through more than one person at a time. That's true. In high congested areas, one bullet can cause three injuries. That's true. Um, so I'm not sure what he's talking about, Chicago being safer than Red. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's absurdity. Well, you see, that's why um, I called him out on that, Jared. <laughs> Yes. I don't know what he was talking about insurance and for the bullets and the guns, but, um, you know, that's a a difference between a right and a fundamental constitutional right. The Second Amendment is a constitutional right, and it's one of the very few that you require a permit to exercise. Amen. Uh, And we see so many people pushing the gun control legislation and the gun control, but they have ignored exactly what you said, that these are thugs. Yes. These are criminals. And they're not going to follow any of the rules whatsoever. No, no. So, so none of those are going to fly. Insurance requirements and all that. You think? Well, Jared, um, Jared, that's that's actually that was that's been a bill in the Illinois legislative body for a couple of years. I know the guy that's that's and he, he hates my guts now because I called him out on it. But um, that's actually been a bill. They want to put markings on the on the round so that you'll know it, it belongs to you. It's it's insane what they're trying to do here. But this is this is the People's Republic of Illinois, though. So. That's that, Jerry. Do they not realize you can reload shells? <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. Because they don't know anything about guns, Jared. <laughs> they think the shell shoots the person or the bullet comes out of the shell. They don't know what they're right. talking about. <laughs> That's what they do here. That, but guess what? If it made sense, it wouldn't make sense. So, go ahead. Jared, let me ask you one final question here. What are your thoughts on crime in Atlanta, Georgia, and how does that impact our election here coming up in 2024? And what does Trump need to say and do, and how does he address that? Well, I'll tell you that the one big thing about crime in Atlanta is that the crimes that are being committed against individuals, we have actual victims, they're getting piled up. They're getting piled up behind these political prosecutions. Fannie Willis has got so much work to do, and she can't even keep her dress on straight. (laughs) She can't even get to the load of criminal criminal cases where you have violent victims of violence, and she, she's kicking the can down the road. Now, here's one thing that I think was unexpected from the Trump indictments and the mugshot. That gave Trump street credibility. It did. And he became one of us. He became, from the perspective of the, I'll just say, the collective minority perspective, that he was one of us. He was, he was now a man of the people a man of the people who's also being mistreated by the same people who are mistreating the criminal defendants, the people who are awaiting trial, and the people who are rotting in the Rice Street uh, uh, Detention Center. That's true. People are dying waiting for trial there. That's true. Jared, you got to come back on the, on the show as a guest one day. I'd love to get your perspective on what's happening to our veterans, especially with the suicide rate. I'd love to get your perspective on that. I really appreciate you for calling in, Jared. Well, the one thing we can combat that with is hope. We need to have more hope in the minds of our American citizens. Amen. You listen to the Black and Right? We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony Uh, on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. Let's go straight to the phone lines. Robert from Bloomingdale, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, guys. How you doing? How's it going? Good, good, good. I'm glad you're back. I haven't seen you. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. What's yeah. up, Robert? 
Well, the reason I was calling today is because if you were asking earlier if, if President Trump is having a travesty. Of course it's a travesty. You have, uh, look, we have to look at the facts. Fannie Willis, the prosecutor, is dating a uh, fellow uh, attorney, which is a financial conflict of interest. You got uh, Fannie Willis's father, who's a Black Panther member. She's uh, screaming and challenging the attorney in court. And we were watching C-SPAN yesterday, part of the court case. And people who's with her on the, the uh, public defender's side, witnesses, I don't know, I can't recall. I, it's, what, what's happening here is God is seeing, is seeing our way through this, the lies, and for what it is. And once again, as far as the radical left's concerned, oops, we got to try something else. Yeah. That's my opinion. The next call. So oh. You want to get your segment in, right? Yeah, I, right. I don't think I'm going to get it. Yeah, you will. Thanks so much for calling us, Robert. Let's go to Mike from Elgin. Mike. Hi, John. How hey, you doing? What's up, buddy? Not much. Hey, uh, I, I've been studying these legal things for a while, and I know exactly what they're doing to Trump. They're borrowing an old maritime law where the prosecutor, the person bringing the complaint is presumed to be telling the truth. Yeah. In other words, you're guilty until proven innocent. So, and, and the reason I know this is that I was in court one day. I was helping a friend with a, his mortgage dispute, and this lady was up in front of the judge. And she says, and she was arguing her mortgage with the mortgage company. And uh, the judge says, where well, you can't enter these defense, please. I can't hear them. Wow. He says, wow. and then he told her, you know, you have to use a counter complaint. Yeah. So anyways, so after, you know, so that's why he, he has to do a counter complaint to, and that's his defense against it. Now I went, well, he did the, do that. Remember, remember when uh, his, his, his attorney came out, his attorney, Alina Haba, remember she came out and um, she did, she actually did that um, maybe a month ago or so ago. Do you recall that? No, I don't recall that. At yeah, all. she did. She did. But, but I, cause I went into the criminal rules of, Civil, you know, uh, criminal rules of procedure yeah. in Illinois here, and I, and at the end of the the rules, it says if you can't find a remedy in the criminal rules, you can use the civil rules. Right. So in other words, what they're what they're doing to us is that, uh, like a like a license, a license to you know own a gun and everything. Yeah. It's a civil contract with criminal penalties. Yeah. It's just like it's just like the military. The military has a have a has a civil contract. Mike, did he hang up? All right, let's go to uh, Glenn from Oakwood. Glenn, hey guys, how you doing? Um, I I have two items here. First, uh, the uh, fall of Minneapolis is free on YouTube. I loved it. Loved it. Everybody watch that. And then the second thing is, since Trump has been convicted now. Where are all the other indictments of the thousands of businesses in New York that did the same thing? Yep. It's coming. It has to come now, right? It has to. Yeah. Set the precedent. I agree. Set the precedent. And you would, you thank would, you. You would think that, but uh, there's no more trust in the institutions because hey, they Jim, choose who they want. Who Jim they from want. South Elgin, I want you to call back in the next hour because I guarantee you that's going to be a, a guest that you're going to want to have a conversation with. Um, let's go to David from Lansing. David, real quickly. Uh, hi. Hi, guys. Coming in medium like the Prudential building. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I wanted to follow up with what Cream Puff Jim said. Yeah. Uh, you know, bullets flying everywhere. We have to remind Democrats that guns are dangerous. So, uh, I mean, uh, guns can be dangerous if misused. Now, um, I would like to propose a law to see how you, what's your guys' reaction to this. Go ahead. 
up with a law that outlaws gang members from buying guns. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, it's already that that's part. no law. That's well, wait a minute. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? I, I yeah. I don't know. Democrats seem to think that law would work. I yeah. just wanted to. Yeah, yeah, wait, it works. Thanks so much, David. Uh, let's go to Ron from California. California. Hey. Hello. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Good. I'm from Boston. Oh, it's in California, Boston. That means I've had enough. We have a foundation that's working hard to eliminate the uh, the leftists that control the city council. They defunded the police. We need funds out here to, to beat them. Since they defunded the police, crime is up 50%. They reduced the gang unit, and that's gone up 33%. And now they're, they're going to let illegals vote. So we're trying to fight them with everything we have, but we're alone. The GOP won't help us. So we're raising money by ourselves. We're walking. We're talking. We're having town halls. Anything we can do to get help, uh, go to our website, usabasta.com. We need help out here to fight crime. The Latinos are getting beat up by the gangbangers out here. Yeah, thank you, Ron. And, and you know, I actually know Ron personally. My PAC, Patriot Freedom PAC, we actually support Basta. Enough is enough. And uh, it's a group that actually sends out and deploys Spanish-speaking door knockers mm. so we can reach into El Monte, uh, um, La Puente, and some of the other areas in that um, in a Purple District area yeah. to turn out the vote and educate them on why we need to support our police and our um, Republic values with our what's know, the, What's the police. website again? USABasta, B-A-S-T-A dot com. USABasta dot com. Thanks so much for calling us, Ron. I really appreciate it. Uh, we got to go to break. Uh, Valon, what I'm going to do when we come back from break. I can't do it. No, you can't. Uh, no, listen, hear, hear me out. When we come back from break, you, 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 you play the clips. When we come back in the, in the next hour, we, we discuss it. And then we bring on Mike's guest. All right. You, that work? Yes, sir. All right. You listening to black and white radio on AM 560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony sitting in with me. The troublemaker trader. Velvet Wolverine <laughs> and Mike Money Mike Alfaro. We'll be right back. And now more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The answer. Those that work forces on the same at bar crosses. Some of those that work forces. On the same at bar crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same at bar crosses. Welcome back to Black and Right with John Anthony. I am Verlon Galloway. 28,000 dead. Half are children and babies. Children and babies can't sign up to support terrorists half that means 14,000 kids babies dead do you understand me this is what Phil from Blue Island means by blood lust there are people in Israel right now Israelis standing up saying cease fire and bring back our hostages it needs to stop Netanyahu needs to go these are Israelis not Palestinians alone Israelis and Pete, hit my first clip. 
This just goes to show how immoral the Israeli army is operating and that international law means nothing to them with their allies keeping a blind eye to the war crimes that Israel is committing. It's a very horrific incident to say at the least. Actually, that line from him, please come take me, still resonates here in the Arctic, despite all of the death and destruction Palestinians continue to experience on a daily basis. But that incident stands out. 13 days ago, that vehicle was attacked. Hint was with five of her relatives. They were shot. They were killed. She remained trapped in a vehicle. And one day after that, the Palestine Crossing Society managed to send a team Propaganda. of both uh, Yusuf Zain Ahmed al madhoun the two medics that went on a mission to Sounds save like propaganda they to started me. sending appeals, appealing to the international community, to the United Nations, to every propaganda. humanitarian organization there is. And what makes things worse for people here is the realization that all of these appeals, the sound of hint asking for help, that didn't change the reality on the ground. Twelve days after that, hint is found killed. The Palestinian medics that went to save her were found killed. The ambulance itself that went for that mission is found was found bombed entirely, burned out, as if nothing happened. And that little girl, know in, the six-year-old, was actually trapped inside that vehicle amongst dead corpses, among the deceased members of her family. She actually watched them dying and then remained imprisoned inside that vehicle for only God knows how many hours or days before. Those two medics went to save her, and instead of picking her up, they were killed as well. Propaganda. Now, <clears throat> I understand what happened in October. John and I talked about it for two months, but even the president, the Norwegian president, stood up and said this, this is not proportional. This, this is wrong, and it's out of control. Proportional? Pete, Pete, play my next clip. This is Wait. the last phase of European colonization. You're not going to have long. And uh, notice that the countries that are most strongly in support of Israel are not just the United States. It's the United States, Australia, and Canada. The offshoots of England, Anglosphere are sometimes called. Unusual forms of imperialism. Okay. These are settler colonial societies. Uh, these societies in uh, which the... Not like India, not like the British in India, say. The societies of South Africa was a little like this, blah, blah, blah. or Algeria under the French. Settler colonial societies in which the settlers came in, essentially eliminated the native population. Also driven by uh, religious principles, very religious groups driven by Christian Zionism. Those are major cultural factors. And I'm sorry, but John, I got to say this. No, real quick. Hurry I'm up. sorry. You all making me agree with the president. This is over the top. I'm not. I know. Guess what? It's not over the top. Level Gaza. And all of them Hamas. We'll be back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. Coming in 
Welcome back. Like Hour two of Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio. If you missed that first hour, head over to 560theanswer.com. Hit, click on the podcast. Don't Download Black and White Podcast. You can listen to the show no matter where you are. We have people from all over. And, uh, we've had people in Switzerland and many countries in Africa and uh, many other countries across um, this world who have downloaded the podcast, listened to the podcast. Um, Okay, I want to make really quickly because I know I, I ended that last segment in saying level Gaza. Listen, I'm I'm I am not any innocent person. I never want to see any innocent person killed. But I think sometimes we forget that when 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 we're fighting a war, it's war. That means there will be casualties. That means innocent people will die. Look at what happened when we went to Iraq. Look at what happened when we went to Afghanistan. Innocent people died. It's called casualties of war. We have to understand the enemy. The enemy does not care. The enemy will lie. The enemy will create made-up stories to make their their enemies look bad. In this case, Hamas will do anything to make their enemies look bad. So guess what? Maybe I maybe it's where I'm from, from the streets. I'm from them streets. But you take them out. You take out your enemy. And if that means leveling Gaza. It has to be leveled because Israel didn't choose this war. Hamas chose this war on October 7th and the countless of times that they've attacked Israel. Michael, you've been to Israel. You tried to get me to go right before the attack happened. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's exactly right. I actually, just weeks before, I was called to evaluate the overall mental health assessment of the IDF. And what we discovered was that suicide was at 40 veterans and active duty members were kidding, committing suicide a day. It was at all-time low. Not only that, but they took their troops and they sent them to Tel Aviv for the religious um, annual uh, prayer. And they sent them to the north. They thought the invasion was going to happen in the north. And leaving on the southern border, vulnerable for attack. And they attacked. They are the one that brought this fight. But here's here's what... No one's talking about. Mm-hmm. Remember, as we all know, as republics, we all know that history repeats itself. What's happening in Vietnam War is the exact same thing that's happening in Israel. Yes, they have the arms. Yes, they have the resource. Yes, they have the training. But what we're not taking account is the endless amount of lives that China sent in to fight us in Vietnam. What we're not taking under account is the endless amount of life of terrorists that they're going to send in from Egypt, from Iran. From, from Iran, from Afghanistan. Syria. We get rid of, of if, if Israel loses its sovereignty, there will be no place where Jewish people can call home. We are going to, uh, Christianity, all of our sites are going to be elevated. Yeah. It's, it's gone. It's over. Yeah. And we have to do everything we can to do what we can to fight uh, against radi- radical Muslims. Can I respond? I mean, since you've been gone, you've been hanging out with Phil. Is that what? <laughs> no, I've, I've been I've been in the sticks with common sense people in Michigan, and and they they they're very moderate. L- let me respond to what you said. I'm so glad you brought up Vietnam. When the soldiers came back from Vietnam, what did they call them? Yeah, baby killers, baby killers. You understand? And that's what's going on right now. They're killing babies. But I'm but I, but I want to say, but Hamas I got killing but, babies. But, but Hamas I gotta say, babies. see, that's that shield. That's that shit. Well, I don't care if it's America. I don't care if it's Israel. I, all the major cut. Wait, wait, hold on. No, 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 no. Y'all both gonna, can't fill a bus to me. I don't care what major co- uh, uh, country that it is. 
The first thing they say is we have to eradicate all of the terrorists and they're all fungible. I don't care if it's Al-Qaeda. I don't care if it's Al-Shabazz. I don't care if it's the Taliban. Taliban got his own country now. You can never eradicate all terrorists. Only thing you're going to do is kill a lot of innocent people. You can prove your point, but you can't kill all terrorism. I don't care if it's Boko Haram. You can just go down the list. I had a list, and I left it at home, of all the terrorists. None of them has been eradicated. The only one that came close to doing it was Donald Trump with ISIS. And guess what? They're having a resurgence right now. So don't give me I'm going to kill and eradicate my enemy. You're killing innocent people and babies. And before the war, the war kicked off, the person who was, who was echoing that same message was George Soros, yeah, and they, that's exactly what contributed to the to the to the rise of of forty veterans committing suicide before the war kicked off. And they took that narrative and they were trying to do everything they can to humiliate the veterans that yeah. are fighting. I know because I am a veteran. Yeah. I know exactly what it's called, what it's like to be returning home and be called a baby killer. In fact, I sued my ex employer. Um, with Samsung and LG, and I won a $200,000 lawsuit here in the Illinois Human Rights Commission office. Actually, in fact, I won the largest military discrimination lawsuit ever in the state of Illinois. And I'm here to tell you, I sympathize for my veterans, but let me tell you something. The, the left, the radical extremists are utilizing yep. this, um, this tone of language yep. so that way they can have the okay to continue to carry out the genocide, to end Amen. Jewish people, and to carry on the Holocaust. The Holocaust. This has to stop. Genocide. This is ungodly. Yes. That's what's happening to these people. That's genocide. Vilan, 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 Vilan. Who? I mean, but remember who's who? Who's behind this, Vilan? I mean, Vilan, you, they you, started you, it. Okay, but, but, get, but Vilan, they're not stopping. They they, they didn't. It didn't just start October seventh. That's the problem. This 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 uh, the Israeli. Remember when? Remember Yasser Arafat and all that? All these other people, the Muslim Brotherhood, all these people. This didn't just start. This is this this has been happening since the since the beginning of the of the formation of Israel, and not in 1948. But I'm all still right. talking about the lie. Let me tell the you, the lie that you're gonna stomp out all terrorism. None of these listen, groups have been stomped out. Listen, here's what: when I was in actually, I was on the border in Gaza, okay, and I actually went through the Hamas tunnels. When I got out, the commander said that when the war breaks, this will be the most deadliest war that we've ever seen in the history of Israel. Yeah. And it's just begun because the terrorists will never, never stop they killing won't. innocent children, people kidnapping them and, and doing whatever it takes to, 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 to demoralize I'm gonna say this. God. I'm going to say this and you introduce your guests. You know why they'll never stop? Because they're not held accountable as these as, as sovereign nations are. They can go out. These terrorists can go out and do this guerrilla warfare without any without any consequences. That's one of the biggest reasons why. You know what? We may not get rid of them, but we can damn well try to get rid of them. Go ahead. All right. So up next, we have Dr. Sargon Lazaroff from Beverly Hills. And what he came up with. A dental implant that's a media load, which means you can, as long as you can extract a tooth, you can put a tooth in, and it's FDA proof for over 30 years. He invented it at University of uh, uh, South, uh, Southern California. But when he, when, he into, when, he, when he integrated this new technology system, USC went from number 54 to number one in the medical school in the world. And he was about to be Nobel, the, the, nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. But check this out. The old technology system buried his studies, and he actually 
challenged it at all the way up to the Supreme Court, won a $1.1 billion lawsuit. But Gavin Newsom and his crony uh, Democrat machine, they passed a Lazarus law that only allowed him to collect uh, a few million dollars and not a full billion dollars. So now that his name has actually been cleared from all the lies, um, this opens up a great discussion. Are our universities corrupted? Are they... Are we? Are our young people are going to school are only getting the you know the the, the education they get based on who bribes the curriculum the most wins. But we're gonna have Doctor Sargon. We're gonna interview him. We're gonna talk about his technology in depth and uh, bring him on. Tune in. Bring him, on. Ahead, he's bring him on. He's on. All right, Doctor <laughs> Doctor Sargon. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Good afternoon to everybody, and thanks for your invitation. Hey, I'm sorry for holding you, but that was that was such a uh, a very uh, lively and um, uh, highly high spirited debate on on what's happening across the, the sea. So I, I apologize for having you to uh, hold on and wait. Ooh, I was watching. <laughs> I hope everybody cools down. Let's talk about restoring and giving those soldiers their lost teeth immediately. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, I'm I'm going to have. I know um, Michael um, told me that I got a guy who's. Actually, a sponsor of this show. His name is Jim from South Elgin. Um, I, I, I can't wait to hear you got you two go and and have a debate about um, dental and 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 the future and the past and and where you guys agree and where you guys disagree. I, I really want to get into that conversation. So we're going to bring Jim from South Elgin into this discussion when we come back from break. Is that okay with you? Sounds good. All right, Sounds you listening to Black and Right? I'm out of breath right now because Valon, the troublemaker, is doing what he does best. Calls trouble. You see who just came on the line, but guys, I'm sorry, Philip, you're gonna have to wait because we gotta get through this discussion. You listening to Black and Right? We'll be right back. We now return to Black and Right on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and money Mike. Um Doctor, there's, there's something we got to get out of the way first. It has. This is a very important question. Marvin Gaye or George Michael? Who's your favorite? Marvin Gaye. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm never going to live it down. I no, you'll never live that down, Valon. Because I, I kept trying to tell you, but, you know, you don't know music, Valon. If you, if you put George Michael over... Marvin Gaye, you don't understand music, especially soul music. My best years was growing up in the 80s where yeah. anybody could be anything. So yeah. you got to excuse me. Yeah, I'm sure you didn't have that black card then. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> yes. Hey, doctor. So it's here, Michael, Money Man Mike. And uh, my question to you is, can you explain to the audience and our viewers, what is Ultra Tooth? How is it that you're able to pull out a tooth in just one hour and put a new tooth in when the old process takes about a year and a half? Well, you, you know, most of the people that know about dental implants, uh, they know it's a, basically a screw that you have to drill a hole and place the screw and wait for it to heal. Now, this would be true for a site that the tooth is already missing, but let's say if a front tooth has to be replaced, generally the dentist takes the tooth out and let the area heal, and once the area heals, the gum and bone all shrink up. So you have to have specialty care where you have to have uh, gum grafting, bone grafting, and then implant placement. These are three different surgeries that have healing time. 
And if everything goes right, about 14 months, you get a tooth. But uh, 30 years ago... Is that long of a process? Uh, pardon me? Is that long of a process? Yes. For an aesthetic tooth in the front, yes. But, for example, the shape of the gum and you know, uh, the, the length of the tooth and doesn't matter. Like for back teeth, it could be four to six months. Uh, but when it comes to you know the smiled area, it can take up to fourteen to sixteen months. Yes. Jeez, wow! Now what? So, what okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, you were finishing. Go so ahead. What I came up with uh, over thirty years ago was the idea of having a mollybolt, an expandable screw. I said, why do we sit and wait for the bones uh, to grow to the screw? Why not have an expandable screw that expands and locks in the screw in the jawbone, and we can put the tooth on it right away? This way, so when the tooth comes out, the same socket, we reshape it with drills and then place this implant and lock it in. And we can put a tooth on it right away. And the patient can walk out chewing, eating, functioning right away after the surgery. And this process went through a lot of research with uh, Michael Pennant and uh, USC did microbiological, immunological, clinical uh, Indiana University did animal studies, and you know, in 1998, they reported to the world that this big revolution has occurred. And uh, what happened after that? The competition, you know, uh, making billions of dollars, they invested and buried all the studies. So they they didn't allow the studies to get published. So it ended up in a lawsuit that lasted 13 years, and it ended up in uh, Supreme Court of California. Court of Appeal approved $1.1 billion damage against USC, and Supreme Court of California created the Sargon Law, if you Google it, oh, you know, wow. you'll see it pop up, uh, to limit the damages. But the good thing was that I won, and I showed that the technology is true, and the competitors that were running around <laughs> creating rumors that, you know, Sargon is being sued by USC, you know, found out that the, the truth was that I was suing USC for breach of contract and not publishing the papers. So this technology has been around and I've been doing, you know, using it in my clinics for over 30 years. And we have hundreds of doctors that have used the system since 1995. Yeah. And now here comes the question. You said that uh, USC buried all of the research. Now, do, you still have the patent on this, though, right? Yes, yes, I do. Okay, and 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 uh, somebody like my buddy um, Jim, I believe his office does do implants. Uh, what would be the the what's the fight between what you do and what people like my buddy Jim does? There shouldn't there shouldn't be any fight. I mean, anybody that wants the best for their patient, you know, if the patient walks in and can have a tooth right away, they should offer it. But unfortunately, a lot of the doctors are basically following these uh, leaders uh, and uh, that have been ignoring this technology. And my technology can't get anything published. They will not invite me in any large meetings to lecture because the larger companies have bought and paid for all the uh, schools. And, you know, I, if I've done this. I've given lectures in universities. And the minute they hear that I'm in a university lecturing, uh, you know, these implant companies come in and threaten pulling their investments or grants. So they don't want this technology to come out and, and be known. But uh, 
unfortunate for them, you know, it took us 30 years, but we've had a lot of advancements and you're going to hear a lot of good news yeah. that uh, this technology is going to come out. And uh, every single doctor that is taking a tooth out should be trained to replace that tooth because if you don't, you're actually causing the patient harm by allowing the gum and bone to recede and for the patient to go have additional surgeries to bring it back. Jim, Jim from South Elgin, he's on the line. Jim, what, what do you say to that? Well, a lot of good uh, uh, thoughts. But first, I just want to mention, uh, as far as Israel, you know, a few years ago, the COVID treatment, the way they treated people with the jab there, I think that set their country behind and put them behind the eight ball as far as being aware. Yeah. And also, let's not forget under Trump, none of this stuff would be occurring. True. Oh, by the way, you guys going to the favorite watering hole later on? Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk, okay. we'll talk <laughs> offline. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, what, I, what I do, what we do here is uh, we've done some so, sudden Im, uh, immediate implant placements, but uh, basically, He's correct in saying, like, when you extract teeth, the bone shrinks away. So we offer, you know, if people can't do something right away, we offer them a bone graft or something to preserve the socket because that's essential. And there's been a lot of offshoots uh, of that treatment. But the only thing with the sudden implants, I'd have to see your particular system. But typically, see, when, when a bone breaks, it needs some time to heal. And so when you place a place an implant in bone, the bone needs time to integrate to the surface of the implant. Now, given the amount of torque that you can apply when you put an implant in right away, sometimes it'll work, but you still need, in my opinion, the time for the integration process to occur, just like a fracture, which takes six to eight weeks. You know, so, so basically, if we do an implant, we tell people to be very careful and just take it easy because you, you don't want to stress the, uh, the, the implant. Okay, when you say sudden, uh, I guess you mean the immediate implant placement. You're using the same Immediate screw. implant, correct. Yeah, you're using the same screw to put a load on it. What I'm talking well, about... Well, we use, we use Strum in our office. That's what he likes yeah, to use. Which, which is a screw. So, you know, the reason Brandemart became famous is he said you need six, six months healing time uh, before well, that's, you load the implant. Now, well, because that, of... That, I mean, we have a way of the, testing it now. We have a little, a little thing after about two or three, four months. It depends on how quickly the patient integrates. So we can test. Yeah. Sometimes we've done two or three months. Sometimes it takes four or five. It all depends on the patient's healing ability. Yes, let me get to the, your first question. Uh, I'm talking about using another device that is the only FDA-approved device for immediate full function. What you're doing is because uh, when I came up with the immediate implant, even coining the term immediate, I'm talking about a molly bolt, expandable screw that goes in and expands and locks. Uh, four, it has four pods. It locks and it has between the pods, it has healthy bone that are locking the uh, implant in. So there's no micro movement, and it can be loaded immediately. Now, once patients heard about immediate, the competing companies like Strauman and Brandemark, they came in and they said, oh, you know, you can do that with the screw too. So place the screw, but tell the patient not to bite, not to chew, not to do this. And all the problems that you said, they started occurring, and people that tried immediate loading screws they had failures, and it actually was a negative connotation for immediate load. But the only implant that is FDA-approved for immediate full functional loading, because it's the only implant that submitted clinical studies just like the Branamark to get this approval. So it's well, we can certainly check the only, out. Yeah, it's the, it's the only implant that is approved for, for full functional loading, and it's been FDA-approved since 1994. So... What you're saying is absolutely correct with the device that you're using. 
But if you use the Ultra Tooth, it's designed for full functional immediate loading, and it fixates to the bone. And the clinical studies have shown that that fixation, that pressure, increases the bone density. And also, with time... Hey, Doc, hey, Doc, Doc, we got to go to break. We got to go to break. Hold, hold that thought. We're talking with Dr. Lazaroff, uh, man, dentist, <laughs> patent holder, and Jim Economos, who's also a sponsor of the show. You listening to Black and Right? More when we get back. It's this show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. If you haven't visited blackandrightradio.com, head over to blackandrightradio.com. Purchase some merch. I told you guys I'm taking uh, the show. Um, I want to take it. I want to take it. I want to syndicate the show. Until I can get an everyday one uh, Monday through Friday show, we're going to take this show uh, and make um, Saturday radio great. How about that? Let's make Saturday radio great. As you guys know, Saturday radio is normally, you know, money, people, life insurance. But we have made a niche and made Saturdays great for as far as, as it relates to radio. So head over to blackandrightradio.com, purchase some merch to make that happen. Um Dr. Lazarov, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on, and I hope I'm not butchering your last name. Are you there, sir? Yeah, it's perfect. Okay. Uh, one of the reasons why I had, I had you on, and, and Mike really piqued my interest, was because the California legislative body, along with the governor, Gavin Newsom, um, they, they actually made, um, <laughs> as someone who's, I, I actually served here in Illinois General Assembly, but they made they, they they actually came after you. What did the California General Assembly, along with Gavin Newsom, um, do to you, Doctor Lazaroff? Explain that to the audience. It's, it's, it's I don't think it's not the Gavin Newsom that uh, it's the Supreme Court of California. That what 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 they did is basically uh, after thirteen years of litigation, uh, the Court of Appeal awarded me one point one billion dollars damage uh, against USC. Actually, they cleared it. For me to get it, and uh, Supreme Court of California came in and created the Sargon Law, which basically limited that damage and brought it to a few million dollars, which basically was my attorney cost. So they took away my lost profits. It's a it's a law that you know business uh, lawyers are using it and they're not happy with it because it's limiting a lot of damages. Uh, it's, trial it's, even though it's named after me, it's not a good law. Yeah, it sounds like the trial lawyers made a, a, a nice little hefty uh, thing off that. I mean, trial lawyers across the country, they they can ruin a state quickly. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Mike. What? Let's take it to Terrence from All right. Tennessee. All right. Terrence Bates, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, Dr. Dr. Sargon, thank you so much for the information. Are you sure. telling me that our universities only teach whoever offers the biggest purse? <laughs> uh, he stole my thunder. Unfortunately, yes. Not only do they do that, they actually block any new technology. So this is what happened at USC. I mean, I was a professor uh, at USC. And uh, you know, once USC announced that they'll be using this technology, uh, a lot of money and attention came in from uh, from the competing companies, and basically they buried this, the studies and uh, they did not publish them. So I was forced to sue them, and for a long time, you know, the competitors 
that are making the current implants were going around telling everybody that, you know, Sargon was a lie and, uh, you know, USC is suing Sargon, but it was exactly the opposite. I was suing to release the information so public would find out that this technology exists. And what's sad is that millions of patients have been and still are going through the old treatment, which is so unnecessary to lose bone and gum and try to bring it back and additional surgeries where you can have a tooth in a single visit. Yeah. And, 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 and um, Dr. Sagan, I, to piggyback on Terrence, when, when you look at, let's say if there's a cure for HIV AIDS, let's say there's a cure for cancer, uh, this same thing can happen. And, and I personally believe it does happen. The pharmaceutical companies come in and they, they put the hush hush. They quashed a lot of the research. Is that happening today? I will give you a live example. I, I, I get audited once a year by FDA uh, since 1994. And one of the agents that was auditing us swore that there was a pill that a doctor was introducing that cured uh, lung cancer. And he was so upset that uh, it wasn't getting approval because it was being attacked by all these uh, larger companies that are invested in you know, other alternative treatments like radiation and, you know, chemotherapy and all that. So absolutely, it's happening. And it's very sad because essentially money determines, uh, you know, what treatment the patient gets. Yeah. And, you know, I... Can I I interject something? Yeah, go ahead. I'm just going to say, being a a, a Tennessean and former Californistan resident, um... I am going to, in my job, what I'm going to do is make sure that our state representatives here in Tennessee know about these types of situations where individuals can come up with cures and other ways to uh, help people. And when Big Pharma gets in the way, because there's a lot of state reps in Tennessee who are against Big Pharma, even with Vanderbilt out here and other Mm -hmm. big um, medical groups, but I can tell you right now, this needs to be brought to light. I agree. And we, we the people, need to do it. And I'm going to do my part here in Tennessee so you guys can bank on it. Yeah. And, you know, I was going to I was gonna kind of piggyback. Uh, when I was state rep, we, we did the first in the nation heroin, um, heroin legislation. And we were basically trying to stop heroin from going through. And we ran into a brick wall with the pharmaceutical companies. It was, it was, I mean, it was, it was a little hairy and scary for me in, in some regards. Uh, we got to go to break. Um, we'll be right back. You listen to the black and right. Black and right continues on AM 560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to black and right. Troublemaker, I got a question. Sir. I understand that you moved to Michigan. Yes, sir. I understand that you just saw the text message our good friend Tom from Blue Island. Uh, yes, there. sir. Is it true that you're dating Rashida Tlaib? No. <laughs> Is that no. what you come with Look, your if it was If it was anybody in the squad I would date, it would be AOC as long as she didn't talk. Oh, and uh, Omar. Omar's no. kind of easy on the eyes as well. You know, I'm just, I, I, I mean. Hey, everybody has hidden motives. Yeah. So maybe that's why Not he's coming out swinging to the Palestinians. I mean, he went to Michigan we're, now. But since we're on this subject. You got a honeypot. You got a honeypot yeah. out there. But, but <laughs> since we're on this subject, I want to ask both of you a question. Me? Well, no, give it to the guests. I, well, I'm, I'm going to give it to both of you all. Okay. We're not F- honest. F- uh, Fonnie Willis, isn't she kind of hot? Just a little hot. No. I mean. Not at all. A little hot. Not at all. Um, I, 
Not at all. She's got, no. Other than the former bags under her eyes you seen that I saw. You seen her toes? No, I didn't have I no, don't no, discriminate, no. but I'm Asian persuasion all day. Oh. Yeah. No, Valon. All right, no. Valon, you got a question for the guests. <laughs> okay. Okay, <laughs> uh, doctor? Dr. Sargon. I'm sorry for, I'm sorry for the levity, but um, <laughs> I'm a former healthcare worker now, but a big issue is we deal with a lot of poor people and people that's, you know, living check to check. Is it insured? Your your technology is it affordable? Can you tell the audience? Well, the dental implants uh, generally are being covered more and more, and it's really up to the area, up to the doctor, how much they want to charge. And it the the, the fee for this it shouldn't be any more than a regular three unit bridge. And typically, in the old days, when a tooth was missing, you'd grind the two teeth next to it and put a bridge. And that would be the same cost for a replacement with an ultra tooth. But the difference is that the insurance had to pay every five years to replace that bridge. But with this, you don't. This, uh, the life oh. expectancy is, uh, is, is uh, for the life of the patient. You, you're not expected to change the implant. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And so if you, if you look at the time of cost and also the time in chair, with the old technology system, it's to my understanding, it takes about a year and a half to take out a tooth and to put a tooth in. Can you explain more about why ultra tooth compared to the old traditional way? How does that save money? How does that save time and chair? Well, as far as the cost, I just told you, but uh, the the older technology, you know, like my colleague previously was telling me, uh, telling you guys that you know when you place an implant you have to rebuild the area. So that rebuilding in the cosmetic zone, a lot of times it takes specialty care. You have to do gum surgery to bring the gum back. You have to do bone surgery to bring the bone back. Uh, and then you place the implant. Forget the times that it goes back and forth, how many times the patient has to go, how many surgeries they have to pay for. So a lot of times when you ask the price of an implant, the doctor will tell you it costs so but they don't tell you the additional cost that you have to go through once these other procedures have to go. But with the ultra tooth, it's basically just go in, take the tooth out, replace it. And if they have the machine that, you know, makes the immediate crowns, you can have the final crown milled, placed on it, and the patient leaves, doesn't have to come back. So we have patients flying in from other states, having their teeth done and flying out from other countries. In the past 30 years, I've done many you know, your royalties, you know, uh, big names that they just come and stay a week and get all their teeth replaced on yeah. and, and hey, fly back. Dr. Sagan, and, and this is only done at your practice. Is it in Cali or Arizona? Which which one? Mike, uh, where is he based? Uh, he's based Los out of Angeles. West Hollywood. Los Angeles. Is, is, this, is, this, is, is this only available in Los Angeles? Or where, if, if, people, if someone wanted to look into what you're saying, no, how could they do it? So, for example, in your area, Dr. Gary Alder, has been doing it for past 30 years. Mm. So you can contact Gary Alder in Chicago. We have a uh, you know, few hundred doctors that have taken the course, but it's un- unfortunately, you know, it should have been much more. And if it was you know, allowed in the universities, every single doctor graduating from school should have learned how to replace it so you don't even yeah. destroy healthy teeth or Jim, put the patient through the old treatment. Jim, what do you say about that? Well, it's an interesting concept. I certainly like to study it myself. Um, you know, as far as the timing, you know, I think, again, it all depends on the patient's healing uh, time. But I, what I'm saying, Jim, 
would, would you be willing to bring somebody on into your practice that does this? Or maybe even learn how to do it myself, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. You know, right. It's always good. I mean, you know, you're never too old to, to keep on learning how to do stuff. Amen oh, to that. That's awesome. Yeah, you're right about that. Amen. You, you had a question. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mike. No, I'll bounce it back to you. Okay. Well, well, uh, uh, just to the one point to Jim. Jim, as far as the healing time, there is no healing time. You know that uh, device that you use for the st- uh, test stability of the implant that you mentioned? If you use it on the ultra tooth, it'll give you a six, seven reading from the time you place it and it never changes because it's fixated. It expands and locks in bone and that fixation never changes. As soon as you turn it, it's, you can consider it osteointegrated. Yeah, but what about the actual fusion of the bone cells to the implant surface? The integration. The fusion, there's there's actually no fusion. It's it's an intimate contact that uh, metal has to cells. So but what's what what's this metal made out of? It's the same with titanium alloy. But the okay. thing is, when you expand the titanium and you actually microfracture those that spongy bone, the bone between the legs is holding this implant while the remodeling is going on. The reason a screw cannot be immediately loaded is around two weeks, you get resorption and uh, that bone has to be replaced. So that's why, you know, you can't immediately load screws. You have to wait. But with this device, you never have that resorption period because it has different degrees of resorption along the legs, the pods. And also it has healthy bone between the legs that are holding the implants during occlusion. So you can have the patient in full occlusion, biting, eating, chewing, and patient doesn't know the difference, but osteointegration actually occurs in four months. Once those cells resorb and you know they they turn around a couple of times, that's a biological integration. But initially, you have a mechanical integration, and the patient doesn't know when that occurs. They're in full function. Now, do you use a guided system when you place these? Uh, I have full guided system, and I highly recommend it for doctors. And actually, you know, the success of the doctor goes up when we make sure that their initial few cases are done guided. Uh, but myself, you know, I've placed over 20,000 of these and, and, you know, I do full mouth reconstructions, uh, a couple of hours, you know, upper and lower arch and patient is out. So, but, but for, you know, newer doctors, yeah, highly recommend to do it guided and we do the guiding. We make that, we position the implant, we help them position the implant and, uh, and they just place it with a surgical guide. Well, sounds very interesting. Wow, wait, did I, did I just bring two 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 mindsets who initially were, you know, opposed to each other that are now come together and well, might there's be no right? opposition, it's just just yeah. learning something different, that's all. Yeah. All I have to say is when two, when two intelligent no men competition. When yeah. two intelligent men talk, all you can do is listen. Just listen. Uh you listen to the Black and Right, we'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio. Before the break, we were talking to Dr. Um, Sargon Lazaroff. Well, Mike, we were having a, a good discussion about where the doctor's from. Um, so pose that question. It was a great question. Uh, Dr. Sargon, um, you know, you're from Iran, and, you, and now you're not a... You don't identify yourself as an Iranian. You, you uh, identify yourself as a, a, a Syrian um, Iranian uh, Persian American, which is the original language of Jesus Christ. And before you immigrated here from Iran, um, there was something going on, like a revolution or uh, like persecution. Christians were being slaughtered by ISIS. 
can you tell us about your your immigration story really quick? And then I also want to talk about what's your thoughts on Gaza and Iran. Go. Uh, uh, before I go into that, I'd like to identify myself as a as an uh, American Assyrian. Amen. Because everything I have uh, is from this country. So my education, everything that's been given to me is from this country, and I was I found myself. You know, amazed when I came to high school, found out that even the food was was going to be given to me for free. So they fed me, they put me to school for free, and you know, I got scholarship. I went to USC, best schools, and so it's all from here. But the Assyrians are the ancient, like the American Indians of Middle East. Mm-hmm. Well, we are, we go way back about six thousand seven hundred years, and the empire when it broke, they were divided in many countries, in in Iraq and uh, Iran, and I I was born in Iran, and unfortunately, for a time where the Iran and Iraq was fighting, we had you know family members in different countries fighting each other and killing each other, which were Assyrians born in Iran and Iraq. So what's 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 awful is that you know. Nobody talks about this, but, you know, when ISIS came in and started destroying all these churches, the old churches that were talking about Christians and all that, these were all our people, right? My people are Syrian that are very old Christians that were being destroyed and all the uh, artifacts and the churches were being destroyed. So, yes, my background is from there, and I was very happy to come to this country and, uh, you know, get my education and my life here. With the last minute, what's your thoughts on the war in Iran? 45 seconds. I mean, sorry, we're in Israel. Go ahead. We got 45 seconds. It's unfortunate. I think uh, the sooner it finishes, the less people that die, uh, I'm happier I am. You know, know, Israel has the right to uh, have its country, and uh, I'm hoping that less number of dead people. I agree. I agree with you. And, Doctor, really quickly, um, can people find you on social media? Do you have a website? Because I have a lot of yes. people who listen to me from California. Yes, it's sargondental.com, and the implant is called Ultratooth. So you can go to ultratooth.com for doctors to find out about the implant. And as far as me, I'm, I'm uh, sargondental.com. All right, uh, Dr. Sargon, if I'm ever in California, I'll look you up. I'll come hang out with you. Definitely come uh, and see the center that I put in uh West Hollywood, which everybody is flying in to, to check out. Amen. All, All right. right. Thank, Thank you, you, doctor. All right. Hour Bye. three coming up next. Guys, hold the line. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony. On AM 560, the answer. I'm coming in hot. Welcome back to Black and White with John Anthony. I am Verlon Galloway in the studio with Money Mike. Uh, John had to go take a phone call again. So it's me and you and Money Mike. Hey Mitchell, call back, man. He had a he had a guest, and him and Jim they had a long conversation. But um, I know who you was addressing that comment to, and I would like for you and Money Mike to talk about it. But I got to go straight to the phone calls. So let's go to 
Phil from Blue Island. How's it going, Phil? I can't believe you want to call in and talk about Trump. <laughs> well, Trump needs to be talked about. Um, because the one thing that I want to mention, I remember him talking about how he met. Can I be heard? Yeah, you. Yeah, I'm listening to you right now. Okay. It's just me and you now because I think uh, Money Mike, he got he has to go bring in our, our guest. Uh, oh, I want to ask Money Mike a question. But anyway. Oh, um, go, go, no, he, oh, he, oh, no, no. He, 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 jumped back, he jumped back on the microphone. Go ahead and ask him. I was just wondering. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Uh, you said you went to Israel. Did you see the the wall that that's that's dividing Israel from uh, Gaza Strip? Yes. Yeah. So we went to the border of the Gaza um, with the Gavati Brigade. The Gavati Brigade is a special unit that is that was uh, implemented in the IDF just to protect the, 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 the border, the Gaza border strip. And this was uh, three weeks describe, before the war kicked off. Describe the wall. From, from, from the, the section that I saw? Well, the wall is actually, um, you, you can't, the wall is, um, uh, we'll, the, we'll have the Commander Isak to go ahead and give you the, the, the exact breakdown of it. From my visual standpoint of the wall, it was, it was, um, about tw- about twenty meters high and about twenty five meters below uh, below surface, and actually has uh, sensors and monitors that uh, picks up the trafficking, um, everything that I've seen. And uh, we actually uh, toured inside the Gaza tunnels. And uh, when we were inside the Gaza tunnels, we, we got to see exactly how, um, the Hamas and how they they built the the tunnels with the uh, with the mud. Wait a minute, stop, stop, stop. Sorry, go ahead. You're saying Hamas built the tunnel. You know that Israel built those tunnels when they built the Gaza Strip, right? No, that's not all true. Uh, it takes about two and a half months for the uh, for the, the Hamas terrorists to build a tunnel across the border. And what they do is they, they go into uh, the homes in the area, and they buy out these homes, and then they dig a hole from the home, and they go down. They get dig down and it goes straight across the border. But with us today is uh, we have. Well, actually, we're gonna put you on hold really quick. I'm gonna inter- we're gonna introduce uh, uh, Chairman Isak from the IDF, who is uh, responsible for um, taking care of the whole entire IDF uh, military uh, that's fighting on the border right now. And he actually is from Israel and he's in studio, and so he would love to. Um, you know, let's give an interjection real quick. Go ahead. Okay, uh, Isaac, uh, welcome to um, the answer five sixty black and right. So, if you could you, just explain your quick, real quick, your role with the um, Gavati Brigade and the association, and explain them maybe your military background. Uh, you dedicated your life to protecting Israel on the border of Gaza. Uh, last time we met and we spoke, it was in Israel. You brought me to the border of of Gaza before the war was popular. And uh, we were there to assess a few things. We were there to assess the mental health, the strength of the IDF, the strength of the Gavati Brigade, addressing the issues with mental health. We also addressed the issues of the shortage of, of, of manpower on the border of Gaza and how um, the military moved the border from the, the, the military units from the south to the, to the northern areas of, of Israel and how during that time, it was the annual uh, time of prayer, so a lot of the troops were worshiping in in in, uh, in Tel Aviv. 
But thank you for having, thank you for coming on, and and welcome, welcome to back. Thank you, thank you for hosting me here. I'm really very pleased to be here and to share with you my insight about what's going on in Israel right now, uh, some insight about the association which I had, and of course uh, about the brigade itself. And if we will have enough time, maybe some uh, perspective for the future. My mic is off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was wondering. You sound muffled. <laughs> that was, hey, hey, I just want to say one, something, one, one thing real quick. Hey, Phil, this is my show. It goes, it flows the way I want it to flow. So there's that feel. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I, I would love to know. I don't hear you. You, you can't hear? No, I can't okay. hear you. I hear you, but yeah. not here. Not here. Okay, we'll fix that. Yeah, give him yours, Mike. Yeah. We'll fix that during the break. That's all right. We're all good in here. You can switch mics. You can switch mics <laughs> and everything else. Uh, but, but I would love to know, Mike. The question you posed them is, is a very important question. Um, who are you? What have you done with the the Gavadi uh, Brigade? And and why is it important that the American people, and especially the people listening to my show, why is this important to them? All right. So, I, I am a former commander of Gavadi Brigade. I, uh, I grew up in uh, in other unit, elite units of IDF. But at a certain time, I was called to come and join the Gavadi Brigade. Um, <clears throat> I discharged from uh, IDF uh, before uh, almost 30 years ago. Since then, I am an entrepreneur in the high-tech uh, industry. I'm married. I have four children. <laughs> All of them serve also in IDF, in very good uh, unit of IDF. Uh, anyway, uh, before 12 years ago, I was elected as the chairman of the Givati Brigade Association, which... Uh, in fact, it's an association that uh, its main mission is to perpetuate the fallen soldiers of our brigade mm-hmm. and preserve the heritage of the brigade as well. And over the years, uh, what I mainly uh, uh, emphasized was to enhance the activities of the association to well-being or welfare projects. We have a lot of stuff on this field. So this is in a few words. Right. And with that being said, I want to bring it to our viewers. The, the, the soldiers who are fighting on the border right now in Israel to protect the sovereignty, the only uh, state of, uh, where Jewish people can call home, we actually have Americans there fighting um, in the Gavati. And we actually had a number of fallen Americans. Um, can you talk about uh, how, how uniquely your, your unit is the Gavadi Brigade, in that it's not just Israel people, but people all around the world, 18-year-olds, 21-year-olds, they're just leaving their homes, and they're even learning Hebrew on the battlefield fighting. Yes, you are right. Uh, uh, one of the uh, interesting things in the Gavadi Brigade is that we have uh, beyond 200 soldiers, lone soldiers, that came to Israel uh, from several countries, including from the U.S., but not only. The largest amount of soldiers from, is from the U.S., obviously, but we are from France, Italy, from uh, many, many countries. As, as Michael say, 18 years old people that finish their high school and come and recreate to, and we know how to uh, absorb them into our uh, battalions in the Givati Brigade. 
And I think that is something that we value very much because after all, they don't have the obligation that I have as a citizen of Israel. We even have troops from Africa that comes in and uh, and signs up. for. It. So, I mean, when you look at the Gavati Brigade, it is a diverse force of people that just cares about the Jewish state of Israel. I'm not sure I captured the question. Can you repeat, please? No, I made a statement. I made a statement that... Uh, the people that are coming in, it's when you think of Israel, you think light-skinned, you know, um, Israeli Jewish uh, person that's fighting on the border of Gaza. But in fact, the Gavadi Brigade is so diverse. You know, we have people from Africa. You have people from almost, like you said, two hundred countries. Lone Wolf. You know, how many countries? About forty-six no, countries. Uh, almost thirty countries. All right, thirty countries. Lone Wolf uh, fighters, meaning two hundred people. That's coming from thirty different countries around the world are are sacrificing their life right now in the battlefield of Gaza. Uh, yes, in fact, that is exactly the situation. Let me ask it. We but, don't. We got forty seconds. Well, you know what? Let's hold. Let's hold that. Let's answer when we because we we only have thirty seconds, and I don't want I don't want to cut off your answer because we, we're up against a hard break. Uh, I, I want you to answer that, and I also want to get into the the propaganda arm of of this war. Because um, our, our fellow over here, he's a sympathizer for uh, what's happening over there in Gaza. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy who was just on the line, Phil, is also a sympathizer. Um, but we get, let's talk about the, the, you know, the propaganda that, that I think most people don't really understand. That's most of how Hamas and the Muslim Brotherhood fight through propaganda. Uh, we'll, we'll get more of that with that. You listen to Black and White. We'll be right back. All right. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker, Mike Alfaro, and the chairman. Mike, you had a question that you were um, uh, for Chairman Itzak. Yes. Um, Chairman Itzak, last time we were together in Israel and touring the border, one of our staffers that coordinated everything, when I got back from the States, after, shortly after the war, we, I found out that her personal family was uh, kidnapped. Tell us what's the update with your staffers that were um, impacted by this uh, attack from Gaza. Uh, unfortunately, I, I have uh, many civilians uh, that uh, I know personally that were not killed. They were murdered in the massacre of the 7th of October. Uh, even our CEO, uh, Judith, her father and her brother were murdered in the Zikim uh, uh, at, at the beginning at 6.30 uh, in, uh, in the morning. Beyond that, I know uh, at least five persons that uh, were in the party in uh, Reim uh, and uh, others that uh, were in the Kibbutzim that were attacked by the Hamas. Uh, I think that one of the the main points that should be clarified in this forum is that the international media is, for some, for their own reasons and agenda, they are turning the victim into the aggressor. And the aggressor, and vice versa, and the aggressor is the victim. We are the victim. We are not the aggressor. We didn't start killing civilians, 1,400 civilians in one day in Israel. We reacted to what happened. 
we didn't initiate that. Exactly has happened. If you go through all the wars of Israel, again, the Arab countries that surround Israel, you will find out that they start a war and we need to react. Right. Okay? And if we need to react, we react as we react. And, 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 and it oh, has no, nothing I, to do, you know, the IDF is maybe the point that I would like to state. Yeah. On my opinion, and I'm sure that is not only my opinion, is the most moral army in the world. Mm-hmm. No, no, in the Middle East, in the world. The rules of the soldiers that we, uh, uh, that we teach them how to behave in different situations are beyond any value that you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, for reasons that uh, we can go through, uh, we are again, we become the aggressor. We yeah. are not the aggressors. And, and let's talk about the, 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 what the international media, specifically the American media, that, that they don't report. Uh, Valan earlier today in the, in the show, he talked about that there were 28,000 uh, people killed, mostly children. Now, how do we not know? How do we know if Hamas didn't create the deaths of these children or attack these children? Because they use propaganda as a tool of war, right? In, isn't that how Hamas, a Muslim Brotherhood, all the different factions, isn't that how they, produce, how they use these as tools of war? Hamas, yeah. but not only Hamas, they are professionals in, in, in uh, propaganda, okay? Yeah. They are really uh, making all the right things, or right things, yeah. you know, uh, by uh, using the fact that they know that they will get the support from many countries where you can find or anti-Israelism or anti-Semitism, which is, of course, uh, uh, worse. And they do that, and they take advantage of that. You know, uh, the UN, which is the useless, uh, which is an organization that should keep you know a fair game with everybody, has in the last year has taken fourteen resolutions against Israel. Mm. Fourteen. You know how many resolutions they have taken against other countries? Seven. Mm. To the rest of the world. Wow. 14 against Israel, 7 against sporadic what are countries. Some of, what are some of those resolutions? You, 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 resolutions pay? against Israel. That Israel should uh, get uh, out of Gaza, that it should uh, finish the war, and a lot, a lot of stuff. Right. Thanks uh, God, in Hague, you know, yeah. there was a trial in Hague. Mm-hmm. They didn't uh, uh, vote uh, that we are doing genocide, which is something ridiculous in any scale. But... Let's say, uh, excluding that, that we were not uh, accused of uh, genocide, everything worked. 14 resolutions. I want to bring up a point here. And he, as a military veteran, and I, I served in the United States Marine Corps infantry, motormen, and heavy artillerymen here in, in Chicago and in Pico Rivera, California, what, what was appalling and shocking to me is that before you, as a commander of the Gavati Brigade that protects the southern border of of Gaza and, and, and Israel, you actually, if before you cross over the borderline, you give a 24-hour alarm that tells the people in the area, we're looking for the bad guys, we're looking for the terrorists, here's who we're looking for, please leave the area immediately, right. and you can return back in, in four, four days later or six days later until our mission is done. They give a heads up before they go in and kill. That, that puts your... Troops at risk. Why would you do that as a commander? 
this is the value that we are educated to, okay? We were not educated to use civilians as human shelters, as the Hamas does. The they do with both, by the way, with their own civilian. And right now, they are doing the same thing, and we know that, with uh, our uh, people, the hostages, okay? We know that uh, Sinwar, Yehir Sinwar, the leader of Hamas, uh, has at least... Uh, 10 or even more hostages that if, if IDF will enter into, he thinks that that will protect it. So with your Gavati Association, I'm sure you're involved in talks with the Knesset. How, how are, what is, what is, what is the plan for, for Israel to, to uh, bring these hostages home? I mean, that's, that's what matters. That's the bottom line. We have innocent people who have been taken under through these tunnels, and they're being treated poorly. They're being raped. They're being killed by the day. They're being tortured by the minute. What is the plan for the IDF, for the Gavadi Brigade, to bring them back home? Is war the ultimate, is the only solution that's on the table? Um, first of all, uh, I would like to stress that the people that are kidnapped, they were not only part of them, mother, they were rape pregnant women were raped pregnant woman the 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 they baby cut. in there oh. that were cut and taken out oh. babies were beheaded you're right uh, people were mutilated were tortured wait wait can so, i stop you right there yeah i thought the beheadings were the, the american media told us the beheadings did not happen the it beheadings happened. Of, of children did happen it happened not in ninety nine percent, a hundred percent. And were okay. they and wow. were they put in ovens? We heard that, and but they American media said that wasn't true either. Were oh. they put in ovens? Okay, I, I don't I plan to yeah. you know to contradict or to, right. to fight against the American now, right. but I know personally that happened because I know officers that were in the ground and say that they saw that. Wow! And they need to collect the head with the body and to bring it to the place where the identification uh, process uh, uh, starts. Let me, but, let me actually step in real quick. So Denzel Washington, our you know, famous actor. actor that we love, who is also black. Yeah. Um, he is? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, his writer's Dan Gordon. Dan Gordon is the one that wrote the movie The Hurricane. You remember yes, The Hurricane? I remember the Hurricane. Yeah. Now, Dan Gordon is actually the former IDAF spokesperson. Okay, and what he's doing right now is he's actually raised over five hundred thousand dollars to do an actual documentary interviewing the survivors of the children, the forty yeah. children wow. that was beheaded, and and this is from Denzel Washington's people yeah. here that's deploying his um, you know film crew to go out there and document this to so that people know that this in fact did happen. But when they when with, with, with the story is untold, that's going to be told is that. When they beheaded the children, not only did they behead the children, but they went out and they sh before those beheaded those children were beheaded, they watched their own mothers um, be raped on the ground. They even the women that was pregnant, they cut the yes. the pregnant the the, the 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 fetus out of the womb of the of the mothers. Uh. And after they cut the fetus out, they tossed it on the ground. They chopped it exactly. up. Exactly. And you know who filmed that. How we know about Hamas? That? They filmed it by themselves and yeah. they broadcasted that. Yeah. They were so proud of what they did. Yeah. So yeah. 
we got to go to break. You, and, and, and people want to know why I don't care. I want Israel to be safe. I want Israel to eradicate the terrorist threat that's Hamas, Muslim Brotherhood, or whoever it may be. These are atrocities. And to say these 28,000 people have been killed, mostly children, we don't know that. We know what happened October 7th. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Um, Chairman, you, you wanted to make a point. You, there were two points you wanted to make uh, right before the break, and we had to go to break. So uh, what were those two points you wanted to make? Uh, the first point is about how... Um, Hamas is taking advantage of Israel being a country that respects international law. Mm-hmm. They know that we are a democratic country and we will not do things that uh, violate the, the, the worldwide regulations in, in that sense. So one of the things that they did is that they transformed three or four types of uh, places into a uh, places where they accumulate munitions and whatever, yeah. grenades, everything. Part of One the Geneva con- Convention. Hospital. Part of the G- G- Geneva Conventions, right? The con- yeah. Geneva con- I can't get it out. The Geneva Conventions Law, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it is about hospital. Yeah. Uh, there are, by the way, in, uh, in Gaza Strip, I think, if I remember correctly, about 36 that per capita wow. is much higher Wow. Much higher in two, three times more than in any Western yeah. country, okay, yeah. per capita. Yeah. So they knew that we will not enter into hospital. The right. same about kindergarten, the same about schools, the same about all the UNRWA schools. By the way, the UNRWA school should be protected from terrorism. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, also them transform into headquarters of Hamas and storage for whatever they need. They beat the full infrastructure in all those type of locations. Yeah. Schools, kindergarten, mosque, and hospital. Wow. So they manipulate. They manipulate. I'm sorry, Vlan, go ahead. No, I, I just wanted to say, I was educated on something about two breaks ago. Uh, when we were hit, the Twin Towers, and roughly 3,000 of our people died, George Bush took us to war. And I only like knew half the story. Of course, I knew that, but I didn't know how many people we killed. Because of the fog of war, we killed up to a hundred thousand people, and that's you know that's what that's what happened because we we had to defend America, and that hit home with me. So I do understand that. And then you, but John always takes it back to nineteen forty one, something like hey, Phil, like Phil from Blue Island, when we were dropping bombs on cities or uh, German, uh, the British, and all that. We don't supposed to do that no more. So where I'm stuck at, and everybody knows I hate death, and I'm a humanitarian at heart. They got paid for it working in nursing. I just don't like the babies and children dying because they didn't get a chance to live their life. But I do understand now that we did the same thing because we were defending America, and they're defending Israel, and we've killed three to four times more than Israel ever did. So I, I'm not going to condemn Israel at all for defending itself I just want people to think about the babies. That's all I'm saying. Just, I just want people to think about the babies. That's it. I want to make it very clear. For Israel, for IDF, civilians have never been a target 
Okay, never. It's not in our lexicon. It's not in our thinking. We fight against terrorists in this case, or to or armies in in the in the previous world that we have had with other countries in 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 the zone. But civilians are out of. Women are out of. Okay, this is the education that we get. You know, starting from the Bible. Starting from the Bible. Think about that. Mm-hmm. All the values related to. How to be sensitive to the woman, to the children, to the elders, and so on and so on. And this is the same values from 3,500 years ago that lead the Jewish people until today, and of course also Israel, and of course also IDF. HMA. So there is no question about that. Uh, again, the, the propaganda, which is done by. Now, in, in fact, what happened is that civilians, without intention, are killed. But in many cases, but okay, they are killed because, for instance, I don't know if you are aware of that, but Hamas prevent after Israel and IDF sent, uh, you know, through uh, airplanes uh, notification to leave the zone. Yeah. 24 hours, 40, an extension, 48 hours to leave. What Hamas did, they prevent the people to escape to the south of, uh, yeah. of, of uh, the Gaza Strip. Wow. And, and it I- is known. So... What we did is that we opened a new venue, okay? We planted that, and then we say the people live in. Now this one is secure. You can go, go to Rafia. Do you know any army that will do that in no, the world? I don't, no, and, I, don't. And, I don't know. And, uh, and, no. and one of the things that we, when we toured the tunnels was that Israel does take those that are wounded in battle there, and we bring them back to our side so we can give them the medical care that they deserve and they need. And Israel pays for it. Another thing that I can testify here, when I was working as an NGO in Israel with the Gavadi Brigade, they actually put me through some of this training. And I'll tell you, their training is more advanced than mm-hmm. anything that I ever gone through in the Marine Corps. In fact, we did close combat training where we had televised scene where we would have Innocent bystanders would run across the street and digitalize, and then we'd have the terrorist that would pop out. And we would have to eliminate that terrorist. But I'll tell you what, the IDF is doing everything they can to eliminate uh, innocent casualties. And, 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 Chairman, you said you take calls. So we'll take a few calls after the break, if that's okay with you, sir. We'll take a few calls after the break. Is that okay? Ah, all right. All right, sounds okay. good. I, there's another point I would like to refer to. When we come back from break, you you can make that point. No? Right? No, when we come back from break. All right. All right, we'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right. I just got to say Macbeth, Macbeth, Macbeth. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, no. Uh, be, 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 before you make your point, Chairman. Um, I don't hear you here. Okay, can you hear me now? Turn, turn, turn up his volume. Let me know. Oh, wait, wait for you to put his headphones on. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Before I let you make your point, uh, we were discussing during the break. The reality of, the, the reality of all this is Hamas, any terrorists... They do not. It's just like it's just like what happens here in the city of Chicago. Let me bring it home to you. Bad guys do bad things to good people. And what happens when you see all these people getting stuck up, 
getting carjacked here in the city of Chicago. They do not abide by the rules or the laws that are in place. Terrorists are the exact same way. They don't care about the Geneva Convention. They don't care about the rules of war. They do not operate. That's why they dress down in plain clothes. And and that's why we that's why guerrilla war is is now the new fashion today, because we don't know they don't wear a uniform like the IDF does, like America does, like most countries do. So when 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 people like Phil, who's we're gonna bring him in one last time because he has a question, even though he's slapping at us on Facebook, it's okay. But um, this is what we have to understand: war is ugly. It's it it's it, it's it's a necessary evil. And if we're not fighting wars anymore, the, 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 the way we fought wars in World War I and the Revolutionary War, there was a loser. Somebody lost. We don't fight those type of wars anymore. Israel, when they first started this um, response, understood we're fighting a war. And they did everything they could to make sure that they won. I'm sorry. Make your point, sir. Okay, so first of all, if you don't mind, I would like to cite uh, a essay of uh, President uh, George W. Bush mm-hmm. in 2001, uh, a couple of weeks after the the twins uh, uh, happened, that the twins attack. Speak get so, closer to the mic, sir. Yeah, yeah, so he said, the attack took place on American soil, but it was an attack on the heart and soul of the civilized world. And the world has come together to fight a new and different war, the first, and we hope the only one of the 21st century. A war, a war against all those who seek to export terror and a war against those, those governments that support or shelter them. I, what I would like to, to say is that uh, to put the, the, the war with, against Hamas in the right context. Mm-hmm. In fact, Israel is fighting again in six fronts. We are fighting against Hamas. Mm-hmm. We are fighting against the terrorism from Judea and Samaria. Iran. We are fighting against Iran, not officially, non-officially. We are fighting against the Houthis in Yemen. Mm-hmm. We are fighting against Hezbollah in Lebanon. We are fighting against the traffic of weapons from Iran through, through Iraq and Syria to Israel. Yeah. So we are fighting with six fronts. And you're fighting the, the world. And we are fighting not only for us. Yeah. I think, and I, I completely feel, uh, I would say, identify with what the president, uh, the former president uh, uh, said, is that we know that Iran is really the supporter, the shelter, uh, and the one that exports terror through its proxies. And the proxies are each one of those that I uh, mentioned here. And I think that uh, the the world, the international community, should say to Israel, we thank you very much because you are doing for us the dirty work, at least in that zone. And instead of that, they are condemning us, which is all the absolutes you can think about. Right. And, and you know, it's, that's, that is so true. Uh, all right, Phil, you have a question. And that's all you get is one question. So go, Phil from Blue Island. Of course, that's <laughs> all I get. Um, you say that you're not attacking civilians. 
why no water, no food, no energy? And if you can answer without mentioning Hamas, that might give you some credibility. All right. Thanks, why Phil. no water, no food? Okay, thanks, I think that you have a big mistake in the, in the fact. Israel, before the, the Hamas attack start, provided to the Gaza Strip 500 trucks every day of uh, everything, of any supply you can think. Israel supplies to the Gaza Strip 50% of the electricity needs. Israel allows about 25,000 Gaza uh, people to work in Israel on a daily basis. On a daily, uh, basis. Israel allows uh, or provides medical care to around 200,000 Palestinians from Judea, Samaria, and Gaza in a year, and it is increasing every year more and more. We give the permission, we make trans, uh, transplantation of hearts to Palestine. We do everything, yeah. okay? So how uh, we can, how you can say that we don't supply electricity in the war? Of course, right? This is part. These are the rules of the game. What right. we can do, right? I mean, so after attack, when there's a when there's a pause in fighting. Is there supplies delivered to Gaza? Of course. Yeah. Uh, we we, we yeah, open he, what we know, an humanitarian he, uh, yeah. right. path in order to provide Sorry, all this stuff. But he, he, uh, unfortunately, Hamas tried to rob, to rob all these supplies because they are in strong, okay, strong pressure. Okay, I want to make pressure. a point here. Someone comes to your home, beheads your kid, okay? And not only are you not going to defend your kid... But you're going to go ahead and before the, the neighbors in the area, so that way they're safe, you're providing them electricity, you're providing them, you're providing medical aid, you're providing them food, you're providing them a job, you provide them everything, even though they behead your children, even though they rape right. your wife, yeah. even though they, they cut the children Killed. out of the womb, you're still seeing a country that's providing not only aid, resources, electricity, not even America does that. So this whole PC thing about... Hamas is more high, high, highly moral ground than Israel. It's hogwash, and it needs to stop. Yeah, I want to tell maybe something uh, to to conclude this point. I think that Hamas needs to get a Nobel Prize for being the largest liar in the history. Oh, the <laughs> wow. lie! Did you hear that? You see, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just listening, hey, man. I, I, really quickly, how much of the uh, how much of the supplies? has Hamas taken from the Palestinian people? Most of, until in Israel inter, uh, and we, we in some way open like an, a protection environment yeah. in order to prevent Hamas to take the supplies that are allowed by Israel to enter into the Gaza Strip. Yeah, but the propaganda says it's, it's Israel's fault. You listen in the Black and Right, we'll be right back. We now return to Black and Right on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back. We're going to go straight back to the phone lines. Guys, we only have three minutes left, so I need you guys to make your point and make it quick. Let's go to uh, David from the uh, Greg from LaGrange. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for uh, holding. Real quickly. Uh, no problem. Any time for you guys. You guys are the best. Uh, John Anthony, just like you flipped it over and said that you tried to equate the crime in the cities to what's going on in the Middle East there. Uh-huh. I would say that the same thing applies to our leadership. 
They've applied DEI principles not only to the streets of the big cities Mm -hmm. and basically every city in this country and our military. And the other thing is uh, I want to say that of all the things I find most abhorrible about everything that's going on and the the accountability of our leadership, it's the press. Yeah, it's the press that doesn't do their job. I agree. And to Verlon, and to Verlon the hammer. Uh, if you leave and you and you're no longer on the show, believe me, I'll be one dude that's not happy about it. <laughs> oh man, thank you, All brother. Right, thanks, Greg. All right, David from the Grange Park. Really quickly, keep it on subject. On uh, well, I got a call. It can't be quick, but here we go. It's got to be quick. Uh, in two thousand, in two thousand five, uh, it was uh, the uh, Israeli Wait, defense forces said. That if a cat crossed over from from uh, Gaza, they could see it. To tell. Yeah. And, wait, and and then the Israeli Air Force says that they could scramble in nine minutes. You know the failure. The, uh, I'm just going to lay it out for you. You've not heard anyplace else. All right, go ahead. The failure. The failure is is that um, I, it breaks my heart to tell you this. And the river to the sea is is uh, Israel should exist, absolutely, but. They knew it was going to happen. All right, really quickly, but I got to make you got to make your point. Let me give you evidence. evidence. Okay, I, I can't. I can't. Um, closing uh, arguments. Um, it's got. Uh, okay. oh, wait, wait. Before I do that, you have an event coming up uh, tomorrow. It's going to be um, at uh, three seventy North Carpenter Street. Um, I think that's Mark Wright. Mark uh, Mark Rice who's running for Congress. I think that's his office uh, from four to six p.m. at three seventy North Carpenter Street. I'll post the flyer to my Facebook page. Go. Final thoughts. Okay. So first of all, uh, I would like to stress something that is related to the Givati Brigade itself, which mm-hmm. I serve as the chairman of the association that supports the brigade, uh, is that the, the Givati Brigade is the brigade that opened the maneuver into Gaza mm-hmm. three weeks after the 7th of October. And it's also the brigade that uh, <clears throat> led the second operation in Hanunet before one, one and a half months ago. Yeah. And uh, there is uh, something really amazing is that uh, there is a fight between two divisions in Israel who will get now Givati Brigade to fight <laughs> together with them because they're really perceived as a very, very strong and trustful uh, brigade yeah. in, in fighting. This well, is one point. The other point... Really quick, we got 10 seconds. Uh, okay, the other point Real is quick. that together, and only together, we will win. That we say in Israel. Yes. But for that, then, we need also America and all the democracies See you next in week. the world. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.